Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. All the Walker family get through walking because we fixing to have church. <laughs> oh, I feel good in the Holy Ghost. I feel like several ought to pray through tonight. I don't know who, 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 but just whoever. Lord, send them in. Give us all a refilling. We can get that break. I want you to look into Hebrews chapter 12. Praise God. I thank you for your offerings. I thank you for the food before he cut me off from it. I thank you for every blessing. My, y'all have been so nice. Everybody's pulling together. Uh, it's a blessing when everybody pulls together. Oh, it's nothing like it. Unity. It's beautiful. Amen. You can feel it here. Hebrews chapter 12. I just want to read the first part of verse 18 because I want to hook it right on to verses 22 and on down just a little. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire. Talking about that mountain Moses was trying to go up there on. Verse 22, but ye are come unto Mount Sion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Now all that's talking about the New Testament apostolic Pentecostal church. He calls us Mount Zion. He calls us the city. The church is like a city set on a hill which cannot be hid. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. Everybody say, to an innumerable company of angels. To an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. How many of you got your name written in heaven tonight? If you've been baptized in the saving name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you believe in the mighty God in Christ and you're doing your best to live for the Lord, your name's on the book. Now I want you to look down at chapter 13 for my last reading. Verse, I really usually just read verse 2, but for the benefit of my brother, to keep him straight, I'm going to read verse 1. You better open it up. It's, it's got your name on it, brother. Hallelujah. I never have read verse 1 with this text, but I'm going to read verse 1 tonight of Hebrews 13. Let brotherly love continue. But this verse 2 is my main text tonight. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby, some have entertained angels unawares. How many of you believe in angels? 
You're in a bad shape if you don't because angels are mentioned 300 times in the Bible. It ain't nothing spooky. No more than the Holy Ghost is spooky. Angels are ministering spirits, the Bible said. Helping spirits. Amen. I want to preach by the help of the Lord tonight on this subject, entertaining angels unawares. Entertaining angels unawares. Would you just bow your head just a moment of stillness, stillness in the presence of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I know in my soul that there are many angels, an innumerable company of angels. If you was to open our spiritual eyes, they are all over this building. For the angels of the Lord encamp around about them that fear him. I pray that the Holy Ghost will let us open our hearts and receive what you want us to have tonight. Everybody said in Jesus' name. You can be seated. God bless you. Mr. Webster's Dictionary said concerning angels that they are messengers. They are guardians. They are spiritual beings superior to man in power and in intelligence. That's what a, a secular man, Mr. Noah Webster, said. They are messengers. They're, they are guardians. They are spiritual beings superior to man in power and in intelligence. And as I just mentioned, angels are mentioned some 300 times in the Bible. I don't know if any of y'all remember, but as a child, my mother and dad in our little home had a picture of a child crossing a wooden bridge with a slant out. How many of you have ever seen any rendition of that picture? And a great big angel watching over that child where it didn't fall through where that slant was missing and fall into the ravine below. Even as a little old child, I, I, I believed in that angel. I believe in angels tonight. I'm not spooky. I'm not crazy. I just believe the Bible. As a minister, I have entertained some strangers. I don't know how many of them were angels, but I've entertained some strangers. I'm afraid some of them were like Willie Nelson said, honky-tonk angels flying too close to the ground because I thought I could smell something on their breath. And they've always find their way to the Pentecostal church because they think we're going to give them some money. And I've helped a lot of people, and I declare they must write it on the wall because the more of them you help, the more of them come. And after a while, you just have to say, folks, I can't feed the whole world. You boys write it down. I'm fresh out. But I have entertained some strangers, and I don't think they were angels. I've had a lot of experience along this line. I, I'm not talking about the real angels. I don't know how much. But I do know that... When I first went to Kansas in 1976 as a 29-year-old fella taking my second church, one of the nearby pastors had me to come over and preach a 
a, a rally, a, a, a wide, a section-wide rally in Hutchinson, Kansas. Brother Carl Elder, you could call him tonight, he'd tell you this. Well, I'm bad to go to sleep at night. And Sister Beckton wasn't feeling good. I mean, we hadn't been moved two weeks. And, and so and we had two little boys. So I went over by myself. And I'd been up since 4.30 that morning. And, and man, I preached my heart out. And, and I got so tired. I said, Brother Elder, I'm embarrassed. I mean, I didn't even know these people hardly. I said, man, I'm bad to run off the road if I'm sleepy. And I said, have you got a Sunday school room or anywhere I could sleep? I said, man, I'll be up at 4, 430. I'll be gone. He said, man, we got a nice little house over here. Come on and stay over here with us. Well, I felt kind of funny. I didn't know him first time I really met him. And his wife was so shy. You know, she wouldn't hardly, I don't know if I'm that ugly or what. She wouldn't hardly even look up at me. She is one of them kind of humble preachers that don't, you know, and so they put me back in the back bedroom, and, and man, when I'm tired, oh, God, sometimes I sleepwalk, especially I'm bad to sleepwalk to the refrigerator, I mean, real bad, but you think I'm kidding, but that's the sad part, eh? But I was so, have you ever been so sleepy that you come to and you don't even know where you are? Honest to God, I thought I was home. I didn't know where I was. I didn't even think about where I was. I just knew I needed to find a little boy's room. So not knowing where I was, I, I came down the, the hall in white apparel, my undershirt and my underwear. And so help me to God, this is the truth. I I was just, I was still out of it. I'm serious. And I thought, surely this is a bathroom. I opened the door and walked right in on brother and sister elder. She said, oh, my God, Carl, it's an angel. Then upon second look, all she saw was a man in white apparel. But you can believe I took an early exit out of that room. Carl said, that ain't no angel. That's old Beckton walking in his sleep. Boy, I woke up then. I didn't even stay around. I got my clothes on, went back to Wichita about 3 in the morning. I was too embarrassed to face them. So there's them kind of angels. Men in white apparel. My God. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm telling you what you like to hear to tell you what you need to hear. I'm going to tell you I believe in angels. And I'm not playing with you. They're for real. And I cannot prove this, but I believe it with all of my heart. That I had been pastoring there for about six months. I took it with 25 voting members. We boasted all of about 40 to 45 on Sunday night. And, and brother, I was wanting to move a God. And I was a fasting and a praying and a knocking doors. Got on the radio, put out brochures, got in the newspaper. Then I went broke. <laughs> Amen. But one day, 
We were living in an old house next to the church. I was driving an old car because the preacher before me was J.L. Hall, the editor of the Pentecostal Herald, and he's been up there ever since 76. He was the superintendent. He said, Brother Becton, there ain't enough support here for a man to go full time. I said, yeah, but I, I, I'm going to do it. And so we just lived in that old house, and we drove our old car, and we just made by. But you know what? We had all of $125 in the bank in the world and just enough grocery money to make it till the next tithing day. And this man called me. Now, I've been called by all kind of people in my life. I've had them come up there with snotty-nosed kids by the droves in the car and be crying. I mean, they could put on an act. And I found out for some of my preacher friends, they were hitting all the churches. So you have to learn to be discriminating, you know, Sister Adcock. But this guy, there was something in his voice. He said, Pastor Becton, I said, yes. He said, would you meet me downtown on Broadway Street in front of a certain hotel? And I thought, well, my Lord. I thought, well, maybe some preacher's coming through. He wouldn't tell me who he made. Maybe somebody still recognized the voice. I'm telling you the God's truth. I got down there, and that fella walked. He evidently knew. Who, I didn't know who I was looking for. I parked my car, and I stepped out right in front of that hotel. And that man said, he, he introduced himself, and he said, I want you to know some things. He began to tell me privileged information that nobody in the world knew about different pastors and different churches that I had preached for across America. He even told me a thing or two about me that I knew nobody knew but me. I began to think this is unusual. This is something different. Then, of course, I, it kind of hurt me when he asked for money. I thought he was really spiritually inclined. But it looked like he's just after my money. He said, Brother Becton, I'm asking you by faith to give me what you have in the bank. Well, you know, most people would ask me that. I'd just say, hey, look, go take a long walk on a short pier because we ain't got that much and you ain't getting it. But, brother, I mean, I ain't crazy. Now, they look crazy, but I ain't. But I. Hey, there's no way that I would have took the last little bit of money we had. Something moved. I knew that. I knew something was different. Anybody that knew all that had to be from God. You ain't going to believe it. My wife couldn't believe it. I went and drew out the last 125 I think she had $40 in her billfold to feed us the rest of the week. I gave him the last 125 I had in the world. And, and, and this is, you've heard these kind of stories, but I'm telling you the God's truth. I hand that man the money. I turned around to get in my car, and when I turned around, he wasn't nowhere. I'm telling you, he wasn't nowhere to be seen. But he did say something to me as I began to turn. He said, now God will bless you. And folks, from that day forward, that little church began to grow. A thousand a month tithe, that's two fifty a week. In 76, it was pretty rough. From a thousand a month to four and five thousand a week, from a little old group of forty to three hundred and twenty in Sunday school and crowds of three fifty. I'm talking about grown men, women, and their kids. 
We built a 600-seat auditorium, something like y'all are going to build out here, I believe. Big old octagon like this, just bigger, was 40 foot tall, and God blessed us because I believe it was a test. I, I, I believe it was a test. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But I do believe that was an angel of the Lord. And I do know the blessing came when I pulled the stops out and gave everything I had. Amen. Now you bear with me. I'm going somewhere. Some of y'all may have heard this, and I've heard different versions, but I heard this myself. Paul Harvey, the famous news commentator. In other words, some people have said it was between other two cities. I heard him say a few years ago, Something strange is happening between Little Rock and Pine Bluff, Arkansas on the freeway. People are picking up a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker gets in the back seat. They get back up to 70 miles an hour, and the man says, Jesus is coming soon. They turn around, and he ain't in the car going 70 miles an hour. Now, if one person said that, and the first one that stopped at the highway patrol, they labeled a pure nut. And the second one, they said, well, there must have been a breakout of a nut hospital. There's two of them. But you know what? After five or six people said it, it made the news. I believe that was an angel. And what's scary, that's been a lot of years ago. And the angel came to warn the world through one of the most famous news commentators, Jesus is coming soon. I want you to hear me. I want to tell you that angels protect God's people. Oh, it's a good feeling. I'm going to tell you when you get a church going, brother, the devil starts fighting when you really get it going. And we had just hit about 200, just about like this, still in our old building, putting out chairs everywhere. And one night, somebody started calling. They, somebody had the book with all the church families' names and numbers. They started calling at 6 o'clock Saturday night, at 7 o'clock Saturday night. A different family of the church got a call each hour, all through the night, all through the early morning hours, right on up to church time at 10 o'clock. And the message was the same. If your pastor walks in that church to preach tomorrow, I'm going to shoot him and kill him. Well, needless to say, we started getting phone calls every hour. Brother Becton, don't come to church tomorrow. To please, we're afraid. This cruel sounding man said that he was going to shoot and kill you if you stood up and preached one more time. I want to thank God that the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him. My wife said, well, are you going to go? I said, baby, you can't up the life insurance on Sunday. I said, I can't, I can't be intimidated by this devil. 
Why? If I give in once, he'll just say, well, you better not ever come up here and preach again or we'll shoot you. Brother, I just done a little praying, checking my heart like you would, making sure I loved everybody, sent my tithe into the district. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure everything was just right. And we had a, at that time, we had a three o'clock in the afternoon Sunday service. That don't work many places, but in Wichita it worked. Choir practice at two, church at three. Brother, I walked in there, and I didn't know what to think. But I'd come out of a red-hot prayer meeting, and I walked in there. Now, I didn't see this. I didn't feel it. I didn't smell it. But several of the prayingest people in that church said that when I walked in that building, they saw two huge golden looking men one on each side said they were just walk I didn't see it they said they were walking by me I'm here to tell you I had so much faith by the time I got in there I felt like I could catch a bullet hallelujah I give God the glory for sending his angels of protection hallelujah Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You stay with me now. I may not have as much spizzerinkum in the flesh, but the Holy Ghost is here. Acts 23 and 8, the Bible said the Sadducees, Say there is no resurrection, neither angels nor spirits. We've got a world full of new age secular humanists that have put God in their little scientific test tube and they sneer at the divine miracle working power of my supernatural God. But God is a spirit with no limitations and no boundaries and absolutely no impossibilities. And I think of the word of the Lord, Psalms 125. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people. How many of you believe it tonight? I believe he's right here. Psalms 34, 7, and the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him. I'm going somewhere. Just hang on. Angels are the guardians, the protectors, the deliverers of God's people. The Bible said that Daniel was down in a lion's den and the angel put lockjaw on that lion's mouth. Bible said he shut the mouth of the lion. And old King Darius couldn't sleep all night. Man, he woke up. He said, oh, Daniel, is your God still able to deliver? Are you still alive down there with them lions? He said, oh, king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the mouth of the lion. Oh, I'm about to start feeling good. 
One time old Pharaoh got after Israel and them old chariots was a closing in. Man, there wasn't nowhere to go. Finally, the Lord let old Moses stretch out that rod and the water stood up. But here comes old Pharaoh and his chariots right down in the middle of them. Let me tell you what happened. God in the heavenly realm pushed a button and four angels slid out on a silvery tray out of a closet. He said, boys, it's your day to work. They went down and they started unloosing the nuts and the bolts on that chariot. It broke down. The water come in. The children of Israel safe on the other shore. You will never convince me any different. God uses his angels to guard and protect and deliver and save his children. I want my brother to get ready to read here in a minute from Isaiah 63. But I'm going to tell you a, a true story. Me, oh God, you reckon these people can keep their mouths shut? Some of them can't, they say. I'm going to tell you what, if you tell this this weekend when my father's here, I'm going to sit on you. You will never walk again because my mother don't know it and my daddy don't like it told. But if I die right now, I'm fixing to tell you exactly what happened. Me and my dad, after general conference one year, a few years ago, I went home to spend a few days and fish. Well, my dad's motor, as usual, was acting up, and he borrowed my brother-in-law, David Hughes. And David forgot to tell him that when you pull it, it comes on wide open. My daddy didn't put it in neutral. I'm telling you the God's truth. And, and, if, and if I'm lying, I'm dying. I was sitting up in the front with two Twinkies and a Diet Pepsi. I'm That's the God's truth. He was going to motor us out. I said, I better fill up before I get to the worms. My God, I don't want to handle these Twinkies after I handle them nasty things. And brother, I was leaned back. Y'all better not say, my mother and dad are coming this weekend. Listen, I'll hurt you. Don't you even act like you've ever heard. Don't shut up and say, hey, remember that time you was out in the boat? Just shut up. Because I'm going to tell this for the glory of God. And you better hush. Listen, when he, we got out there and he didn't like, I still wasn't fishing. I was dunking them Twinkies in Diet Pepsi. And he tried it. He said, hey, ain't no good here. He jerked that thing. I don't. Evidently, it was, you know, in park or neutral when he started it about the bank. It didn't do nothing. He started that thing. Listen, so help me to God. That thing stood straight up, and the last I seen my dad was his feet. His head was down in the lake. I looked honest to God. I like to choke on my Twinkies. I hate to tell you this, but I had both of them in my mouth at the same time. I just couldn't get enough. I just get into the creamy part. Woo! I'm telling hey, I you think I'm exaggerating, but I when I when that thing reared up, it threw me back, you know, in, in between the seats down in the floor. And all I seen was my daddy's shoes and socks and them little skinny calves of him.
And you know what? If his head had got under that motor, he'd have been dead, wouldn't he, brother? And folks, listen, I'm telling you, if I die right now, God in heaven knows. I looked up, and I was going. That thing was sitting up. Back there, done spilt my diet Pepsi, got my Twinkies all over me. We, I was head, I think, kind of nose back down just a little when Daddy fell out, and I was coming at the biggest tree in that lake. And I said, God, I don't want to tear down none of your trees, big as I am. Listen. There is no, I have looked back a many a time. There is no way with that boat going wide open and me out in the floor that I could have ever turned around, went back to that engine, shut it off, put it in neutral, start it again and go pick up my dad way back down yonder. Did you ever know about this? Did he, my God, he told me, don't y'all say nothing. He said, he said, we ain't going to neither one tell this. So when I'm preaching around him, I said, me and my friend went out on the lake. Don't say nothing. It's a sensitive issue. It's embarrassing, you know, to it. Don't say a word. It's a God's truth, though. Listen, somehow, I, this is the truth. I remember just like something picked me up and turned my little old frail body around and I just fairly floated back there and got that engine cut off just before I tore that tree down. My dad, over here, Gary, over here, 60 yards back down. I, I was careful to put it in neutral. I cranked it up. I went... Of course, being muscular like I am, I just took him on one arm and pulled him up in the boat. Did you know what? The Spirit of the Lord, sure enough, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, if I hadn't sent my angel, you and your dad would have drowned and your family would have always wondered what in the world happened to Daddy and Gary out there in the middle of the lake? Looked like Gary threw Daddy out and went and run up on a tree. Or maybe he choked on Twinkies. I don't know. I'm here to give God the glory that the Lord's angels picked me up and helped me get to that engine. I want to tell you God cares about his people. Read it, Brother Beckton. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord. Isaiah 63, 7, I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord. And the praises of the Lord. And the praises of the Lord. According to all that the Lord hath bestowed upon us. Oh, according to all that the Lord hath bestowed upon us. And the great goodness toward the house of Israel. And his great goodness toward the house of Israel. Which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercy. He's bestowed it according to his mercy. Read. And according to the multitude of his loving kindness. Oh, the multi How many of you know he's a loving, kind, merciful, long-suffering God of grace and goodness? Come for, on, read. For he said, surely they are my people. He said, surely they are my people. Children that will not lie. Children that will not lie. So he was their Savior. So he was their Savior. In all their afflictions. And in all their afflictions. He was afflicted. He was, hey, when you're afflicted, God feels afflicted. He is touched with the feelings of what you're going through. In all of their afflictions, 
He was afflicted. And the angel of his presence the saved them. angel of his presence saved them. My God, think about that. God's angel. There are angels, and then there is the angel of the Lord. The presence of the Lord in angelic form. Amen. You have come to Mount Zion, folks. You have not come just to another church. You have not come to just another revival. You have not come to just another service. You have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the church of the firstborn, to an innumerable company of angels. That's where you are tonight. I'll never forget... Again, preaching in Beaumont, Texas, we were in the prayer room before church. This man was so sensitive to the Holy Ghost, this pastor, till it scared me. We prayed, a bunch of us prayed, and we'd get around in a little circle before church in the prayer room. Brother Cole said, God's going to fill seven with the Holy Ghost. I said, what? Seven? People are going to get healed and delivered. Well, we went marching out there, and, and, and man, I mean, the Lord was moving. And that wasn't that other night where that woman just, you know, run up there and said she saw me in that blue suit. Y'all don't know about that. But when the Holy Ghost began to end the message, the spirit of prophecy came and said, I am directly over this tabernacle. Ask what you will, and I will do it this night, saith the Lord. Brother, about that time, I begin to believe, Brother Cole. Seven grown men got up out of the seats and come running to the altar. And before God, none of them ever bent down to pray. They had the Holy Ghost before they ever got on their knees. Evidently, they repented on the way down. And then a woman. Now, no, don't nobody feel bad because I'm the biggest one in here. There ain't nobody in here weighs 370, I know. A big old woman. A spirit owner made her think she is a bull. She kind of looked like one, too. She is a paw. Standing back at the back of the church. I said, well, my God, I've seen the devil work before, but this takes the cake. She is back. I said, well, my God, Lord, I hope you're here with me. There's a big old bull back there. Looks like unto a female. Brother, she... Listen, there was a divine shield right here. She got so far and she hit the dirt. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't put hands on her immediately. I stayed over behind that shield, the angel. And I said, God's going to deliver you tonight. And that old gal, oh, she was full of the devil. She said, I'm the madame down here at the house of ill repute. I'm the one that... Let the girls go out and take the money. I said, that devil's coming out of you tonight. That old gal began to buck and jump. Ooh, I ain't never rode no bulls, but I sure wasn't going to ride that one. Brother, she jumped and bumped and rolled and spit and hollered. And old brother Cole, he come out there. 
he said, in Jesus' name, he, he was different now. And you know what? The devil, that old woman looked like somebody shot her in the head. She got steel. That's when I laid hands on her, when she got steel. I put my hand on the back of her neck like I'd get a snake out grabbed her. Brother, she come up off that floor. Her face lit up like a Christmas tree. She began to talk in the most beautiful language. We took her to the water, took three of us to get her down and four to get her up. My God, the Lord works, saves. He said, my angel is directly over this tabernacle. I'm going to tell you something. When we come in here Tuesday morning at 6 o'clock, I had that same thing. I didn't get up and prophesy. I could feel. The, listen, the angel of God's presence has been dwelling over this tabernacle forever prayer meeting. He's been here. People have prayed and cried and talked in the spirit, and God is working. God is working. The angel of the Lord is fixing to start troubling the waters in Brandon, Mississippi. And if we can get them up here in this water. Hey, you hear me? There is a river. There is a river. Hey. My God. Y'all, I feel that river. There is a river, the streams where I'll make glad the city of God. If we can just get people in this river. It's a flowing up and down in this. They won't have to cry and carry on snot and repent all night. The river's here. The angel is here to trouble the water. Oh, we got halaboshanda kahashaya. Hey. I feel him here now. I said, I feel, whoa. My God, Halaboshaya. The angel of his presence. I know, brother, brother pastor, I'm fixing to follow the Holy Ghost, and there's some people going to be in here thinking I'm in the Looney Tunes. But I'm going to tell you what God just told me. Here's the pool right here, right now, right here. I don't care if you've got cancer. You come stand right there and the angel's going to touch you. Who's got a cancer? Who's got something? Just, hey, hey, get in that pool. Stand there in that pool. The angel is going to do something in there. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh. God. Brother, you didn't know it. But you are fixing to have a heart attack next week. But the angel of his presence is healing and healing and healing. I want you to walk around this church and praise God. Stand in there. Oh, Shalom Asataya. The angel of the presence of God. From the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Oh. 
Oh! 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 I ain't got time for everybody to come here one at a time. We'll come down here and get in the fountain after a while. It'll be all the way. Hey, bring that baby to the fountain. I'm tired of the devil afflicting this child. I want everything in here to concentrate on this one baby. And the angel's going to trouble the water. And we're going to be done with this mess. Everybody, in Jesus' name, train your faith on healing for this baby. Come on, Pastor. Come on, Pastor. We're going to agree. Oh! 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 I want you to take that baby, brother. God's got a special blessing for this mama. God's got her. She's in the water. And and now it ain't going to be the preacher. It's going to be the angel. Sister, I want you to let go and let God. Woo! Shut the mama. I want you to let go and let God. The angel touch her. The angel touch her. The angel do it. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's doing something supernatural now. Step up in that water, Brother Coleman. The angel's going to touch you. The angel of his presence. The angel of his presence. Oh, 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 oh. Everybody just hold up. Just keep worshiping. Don't worry. When the angel troubles the water, it'll stay troubled a while. He ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you, anybody can get anything they want from God right now. I got to wait on the Lord here a minute. Jesus. Jesus. I don't know how many people are in here. Probably about 200. Everybody has two angels with them. Jesus said, their angel does watch over them day and night. There's two of them. Two angels to every one demon. If there's 200 people, there's at least 400 angels in here. At least. At least. My Bible said in Psalm 68 that the chariots of God are 20,000 and thousands upon thousands of angels. There are at least one trillion angels in the universe. And we've got our share of them here right now. You say, Brother Beckton, we're getting way out. No, we're right in the Bible. We just got to have faith in God. We are right smack dab in the middle of the promises. The Lord's going to protect and guard and deliver his people. Y'all sit down. I ain't through preaching yet. The Holy Ghost can trouble the water all he wants to. He don't have to wait till you get to the water. He can come back there and shake you loose off of that seat. 
I just feel like telling this right now. I was preaching in a little town called Anacoca, Louisiana one time. Long time ago. That's where I prayed for my brother and he got saved. But Brother Haichi was the assistant. And his mama was a big socialite from San Antonio. And it was about Thanksgiving. And he said, Brother Becton, my mother-in-law's coming over here. He said, she's a big wig. She's got lots of money. She's real funny. I said, well, funny people like me, because I'm a little funny myself. Hallelujah. And I prayed, and we prayed that they were going to come in on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. And we is all nervous. You know, we wanted God to do it. We didn't want to try to do it. But wouldn't you know, she's sitting right down where all of them shouted. They'd just nearly key if you didn't get out of the way. Boy, Brother Hanchy and his, his wife, was just, you could tell they're just petrified. They wanted to get the Holy Ghost, but they wanted to. You, you, you know what you You want it right. Boy, that old gal sit there, and she watched off. She kept ducking. That old sister done got her hair down her back and shouting and hollering. Finally, I started preaching. Boy, I saw her just sitting there. She was looking at me. Boy, she thought, what in the world? is this but in just a few minutes I saw that old face begin to loosen and I saw tears start coming down and it must have been the angel of the Lord that touched her because brother she shot straight up out of that seat I mean, I know that when Gabriel blows the miss, the whistle, we're going out like a missile. But son, she come up out of that seat. Her old hair shaking, her earrings about to beat her to death. My God, she began to talk in tongues. Then her daughter. But down in their heart, they love the Lord. And they, they, hey, wouldn't you think we is crazy if you ain't never been around this? I mean, some of you just look crazy before you do it. <laughs> Me, probably. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Brother Alan Oggs said that one time in his church, I heard him tell this. He said a man come in, ain't nobody seen, and said at the end of the service, he said, he said, come on, everybody come down here over in Gainesville, Florida, when he pastored there. He said, come on down here and seek the Lord. He said, everybody in that church house came to the altar but this one man that nobody had ever seen. And he said in a little while, they got to praying. The angel was down there troubling the water and people were getting the Holy Ghost and, and shouting and dancing. And that man, he's, Brother Og said now that he got up like somebody had him by the nap of the neck in the seat of the britches. And he'd come down there stealth and he began to cry and repent. And Brother Ogg said he went down there. Of course, Brother Ogg, you know, he's different. He said, Brother, we want to tell you God's here. He said, who was that that grabbed me by the back of the neck and forced me down here? Brother Ogg said, friend, everybody in the building is down here already praying. Brother Ogg said, I know what it an angel. He was a good man and he wanted to come, but he would have never made the step by himself. God in his mercy, that's what God's going to do to some of them this week. They're going to be sitting there. 
they're going to be sitting there. Something's going to go. You're going to see one of them sitting right over here go. It's going to be an angel a hold of them. Hey, my grandpa was in the Little Rock Church for many years. And back, y'all ever heard of William Branham, big healer? Hey, he one time preached Acts 2.38. And I pastored people in Arkansas said they went up there with broke legs and walked home. The man was used of God. As long as he stayed with the truth, he is really used of God. Hey, they had a man in the church that had a boy. I'm not making fun. The boy was in the state mental. And, and so this man was so inspired, he thought, well, with Brother Branham being used to God, maybe the Lord will miraculously heal this afflicted boy. So he, this boy come in and happened to sit down by his daddy, but right behind my grandpa. My, now, my grandpa was a funny man. And, and so when Brother Branham was praying, my grandpa was watching. He believed in watching and praying. And Brother Branham must have saw it. He said, y'all, y'all better shut your eyes and reverence God or the devil's going to get a hold of you. And about that time, the devil come up in that boy and my granddaddy said he felt somebody grab him by the back of the neck. That wasn't the angel of God. That's the devil. They had to pry him off of him. But I'm going to tell you, the angel can come and touch a person that's wanting to come. And maybe they, they've been told a bunch of stuff and they're all, hey, somewhere out in these streets where we're putting out these flyers, people you do business with in the bank, in the store, they're wanting. God's moving on. They're hungry. They're not satisfied. I want us right now, right where you're sitting. They don't, we don't have to wait till they come to the church. Let an angel touch them where they are and direct them to this church. I'm about ready to see these all Altars fill up. The water is troubled. It's time. Everybody, pray for pray for somebody in this city that's lost. A backslider, a sinner, a wayward child. God, send your angel. Touch them. Make them to know where to come. Let them come across a revival flyer. Oh, God, draw them supernaturally by your spirit. God, oh God, now I want you to listen to me. I'm not going to blast, but just a few more moments. It's real fun to preach about angels and the funny things, how they've delivered us. That wasn't, that was no story. That's the truth. But I would not be, I would be less than a true minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If I failed to warn you, there are some other angels they're called fallen angels. Satan and the demons once worshipped God in the celestial realm and were cast down to hell and then loosed in the atmosphere for a short time. And I want Brother Beckton to read for me. I, I'm not going to be very much longer now. I want you to read Revelation 9, 1 and 2 and then over to verse 11. And the filth angel sounded. Yes. And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. Oh, God. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. Yes. And there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of yes. the smoke of the pit. Hear it. 
And they had a king over them. Verse 11, and they had a king over them. Which is the angel of the bottomless pit. Which is the angel of the bottomless pit. Whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon. His name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon. But in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. But in the Greek language his name is Apollyon. One night near New Orleans, Louisiana in a revival... A young person, 17 years old, came and laid on the altar. I cannot even tell you the sins that were confessed. Too nasty, too filthy for a mixed congregation. It come out of her. God beast out of everything you can think of. A little old 17-year-old girl that was supposed to be in the church. Finally, she got so hysterical when them demons started coming out, she asked her mama to bring her Bible and lay it on her chest. They come and opened the Bible, laid it on her chest. Friend, after a long fight, the chief devil come out of that girl. You know what that devil said? My name is Apollyon. I'm glad to tell you the devil come out of that girl. She prayed back through and got the victory and went on to be a minister's wife. God can deliver. Those same old demons that were alive in the beginning of the world. I preached one night in a place anybody ever been to Bro Bridge, Louisiana. Yeah, I preached there. And they said they're bringing a man tonight that just got out of Angola State Prison yesterday. Well, I just preached what the Holy Ghost gave me. And that big old bruiser come up. Listen, he made me look like Twiggy. That dude had muscles on muscles. He was mean. I mean, he, he looked like his face had caught on fire and they put it out with a double bit axe. That was the ugliest creature. Been in there for years. Brother, listen, you've heard about these little old people throw people around. These dudes were just hanging on his arm. He looked like the cross of It's all hanging on for dear life. Do you know what? I said, what's your name? I heard something. He said, Legion, for we are many. The same demons that went into them hogs. They didn't die with them hogs. They drowned them hogs. Demons never die. I want to tell you, man, there was a battle in that place. I want to tell you something tonight. The beautiful, wonderful angels of God are here to protect and deliver and guard us. But woe be unto us outside the blood of the Lord and outside the protection of the angels of God because there are other angels that are sinister, evil spirits. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard, but I believe the man. I talked with missionary Steve Baker from South America. He now pastors a UPC church there in San Antonio. He said that when him and his dad and all of them were over there missionaries for all them years, he said he'd got grown. He got where his dad had sent him off to the mountains to preach. He said one day he kissed his wife and his kids goodbye and said he had no more than got in that old she's for Christ Jeep until he heard a voice say, 
I'm going to let you have some fun today. He said it was eerie. It was weird. It didn't feel right. It was a voice. He thought, well, I must have just thought I heard that. Man, he just threw it off. He said he started driving down the road. He started getting on toward that mountain. And he said the most beautiful woman. He said her face was so perfect she looked like an angel. Golden hair, beautiful eyes, spotless complexion, standing by the road hitchhiking. He said that old devil said, why don't you pick her up? He said, man, the Holy Ghost come on me. And he said, when I looked a little closer, she was just floating in the wind because she didn't have no legs. Just a body and a face floating. A demon had come in the form of a beautiful woman to see if he would open the door to the demonic kingdom. I'm going to tell you something, folks. It pays to stay on the Lord's side. It pays to stay under the blood. It, it pays to listen to the pastor and hear the word. It pays to stay away from the devil and all of his emissaries and cohorts. I've got good news for you tonight. The good news of the gospel is you don't have to go to hell. The good news of the gospel is you don't have to be one of them that the pastor read about that's dragged in chains to the bottomless pit where there is outer darkness and Jesus said there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. You don't have to go there. God has provided a way. You can start on your way tonight to go where the angels are already singing. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. All you've got to do, according to this Bible, is repent of your sins and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, that's going to put the blood on you. And when the blood gets on you, there ain't no devil can get to you. You don't have to go away from here scared. The devil's are scared of you if you're under the blood. You get full of that Holy Ghost and you have power over all the power of the enemy. You have power. Let's bow our heads. Different service. Don't ever doubt it. The angels troubling the water in the United Pentecostal Church of Brandon and we're praying and we're fasting and we're handing out flyers and God's sending his angels now to begin to move upon people and draw them. You say, I don't know if God does that. My friend, where's that man that God told him to stop in here? This is where he needed to go to church. There he is. You know, brother, you told me that yesterday in Wichita. He come by. He drove by that church and he said the Holy Ghost said, go in there. He didn't even know what the Holy Ghost was. He was so shook up he stopped his car and left it in drive and left the motor running. Come in, I was a preaching Jesus' name. He fell in the altar, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized, and when we went out there an hour later, his car was still running. God just grabbed him. 
I had told the saints a week before. I said, I want all the men to go on a three-day fast with me. We're going to pray till when people come by here, the magnet of the Holy Ghost will just grab them. Hey, nothing's impossible with God. Nothing's impossible. We're desperate people. We want to see people get delivered. Don't you doubt it. The devil's doing everything he can to hinder the people that are really, really sincere and hungry from getting anywhere near this revival. But we're going to pray for the angels of God to start working in a very supernatural way. Not only now are our prayers going up and our prayers and fastings continue and everybody getting flyers and putting them out just anywhere else everywhere but from this night I believe the angels of God are going to start prompting people and dealing with people and the magnet of the Holy Ghost is going to start drawing I look forward to happening in the prayer meeting I was preaching for Paul Upton over in Sulphur, Louisiana just in 1996 and about 100 people was praying every morning and 100 or two at dinner and we've done that for two or three days and some old long haired hippies come in right in the middle of prayer meeting and begin to cry and weep and we pray them through and baptize them right in the prayer meeting. I'm going to tell you God don't love sulfur Louisiana any more than he loves Brandon, Mississippi. Oh, God, let it happen. Some of these people look like they can't hardly believe Oreos are good. My God, I want God to show y'all some things. I'm a pleading with God. He ain't got to show me. I've seen enough that if I didn't feel God for the next hundred years, I know what's right. I ought to walk with the Lord. But oh, for people that have never seen the glorious hand, the supernatural power, the angelic visitations of the Lord, I want him to show us something. I want him to draw people. I want to hear some testimonies about somebody saying, Ooh, a Wednesday night over at my house, I was trying to sleep, and something kept, kind of like that angel hitting old Elijah, said, get up, boy, wake up, rise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. I'm going to close with this true story. Preaching in Oklahoma City, long revival, 55 prayed through to the Holy Ghost, lots happening. But there was a woman and her daughter, that came to that revival. They were backsliders. Been backslid the mama for years. Girl had been away for a while. The Holy Ghost spoke and said, Come tonight. Don't put it off or you will perish. The, the girl wanted to pray. You could tell it. You could see it all over. But the mama didn't. They went out the door. That night, when they got home, they didn't know, but there was a stranger in their house, and it wasn't no angel. It was a devil in man's body. When they went to bed, that man walked in on that mama and cut her throat wide open, and she bled to death on that bed. And that girl, start, she heard something, and she started running, and that devil chased her down and stabbed her two or three times. We still don't know how she lived. Somehow she kept running and got away from him. You can believe she was back in the house of God as soon as she got out of the hospital seeking the Lord. Isn't it sad though her mother 
could have been saved. God said, come tonight, don't wait. But you know there's something about us. We don't believe it's God talking. Oh, I was just that preacher. You better listen. Listen. Open your ears and hear what the Spirit's saying. Oh, God. I, I, I felt, I, I wished a million times I'd have went, you know, I don't believe in forcing people. I don't believe God tries to make anybody. But man, when I look back on it, I wished I'd have went back, back there and got down on my, uh, on my hands and got my face on her feet and begged her to come pray like I knew she needed to. You know, I I felt like, well, the Holy Ghost called her. Oh, God. Folks, I beg you, keep praying. Keep fasting. There's been too much praying and fasting before I ever got here. Too much preaching faith. Something is trying to move and something needs to move. It is time. God spoke to me. There's a breakthrough for Brandon, Mississippi. Of course, I thought it's the first night. God don't work on my time schedule. But I'm going to tell you, we are doing things in the spirit right now. Things are happening in the Holy Ghost. It ain't going to take but just the right click, the right move. I don't know if it's going to be before we leave here tonight or in the morning at the prayer meeting or tomorrow night, but there is a breakthrough that's coming, and when the gate opens, many souls are coming to the Lord. Let's stand. I've gone about as far as my strength will let me go tonight. Oh, God. Oh, God, I feel your supernatural presence, and I feel the fear of the Lord. As I know, God, there's not only good angels, there's fallen angels. Oh, God, protect your people. Protect your people. Let your angels, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh God. Oh God.
somebody obey the Lord. Somebody that interpretation is with you. Somebody's not obeying. Yes, Lord. Do you not fear? Oh. Your life this night? Oh, God. Do you not walk to Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh. Speak, Lord. Have I not watched over you tonight? Yes, 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 Have yes. That's it. Oh. Are you so cold in your soul oh. that you do not feel my presence? Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Have you lost your fear? Oh. Do you want help of my house? Oh. Oh, God, speak, Lord. You are the one I'm calling tonight. Oh. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Everybody reverence the Lord. Lift up your hands and wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. I want everybody in here to look at me. When you go out and get in them cars, I want you to plead the blood tonight. Coming back from a revival one night, I was coming up a hill. My wife was in the car with me. When I come up that hill, I got nearly to the top. A car was passing a car on the top of that hill. They were both coming right at me. Friends, where I was going up, there was no way down but straight down. There was no shoulder. I don't know how. I don't know how. But somehow, I went straight on up and them two cars coming right at me. And when I come looked up, somehow God had wedged me through there. You know what I believe? The angel of protection. There was nowhere on either side. There was room for two cars and three cars went through there. I feel impressed of the Holy Ghost to tell you don't take for granted your safety out here on this street tonight. We have stirred up the devil. He don't want to let go, but there's a breakthrough coming in this place, folks. I want to tell you, I ain't talking nothing spooky. You don't believe in demons. You just need to go up here to some of these insane asylums and you'll believe in them. You don't want that mess in you. Don't resist God till the evil spirit takes over. Come to the Lord. He loves you. He'll save you. He'll revive you. You can walk out of here with confidence tonight that the angels of the Lord and the blood of Christ are protecting me and my family. This altar's open. Please don't stand back tonight. If you're not ready to meet the Lord, if you're a backslider, you just maybe been a little cold. It's somebody that hasn't been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. It's time, folks. It's time. It's time to seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. 
It's time to not be hard. It's time to not have to be begged. The water is troubled. The water is troubled. The spiritual water is troubled by the angel tonight. God's in the forgiving business. God's in the delivering business.